Welcome to the Enlightenment Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Peace of mind. People around the world are seeking for peace of mind. My field that I was trained in, psychology, is all about helping people arrive at, achieve peace of mind. But what I realized very early on in my experience of working with other psychologists is that they don't arrive at peace of mind. They sometimes have peaceful moments, and psychology is good at getting rid of disturbing thoughts, but experiencing peace that passes all understanding is something that psychology actually is not very good at. And that's the reason why I didn't stop in my pursuits with psychology. It taught me things, but it didn't teach me how to have peace beyond the mind. And that's where psychology and so many things around the world fail because they're seeking for peace in that which is naturally disturbed, the mind. What happens is, when we're born, shortly thereafter, around say two or three, we start having pleasurable and unpleasurable experiences. The mind remembers these and then tries to grasp, hang on to the good ones push away and prevent the bad ones. The problem is, in duality, there's always to be good, there has to be bad. To be able to smell a rose, you have to know what manure smells like. You have to have two if you want to emphasize one. You can't just have emphasis on one unless you describe it or put it in comparison to its opposite. So the mind comes along and says, hey, I'm going to find you peace bliss, happiness. Just let me be in charge and I'll find it for you in this dualistic world. And that's impossible because when there's pleasure, pain is going to shortly follow. I mean, the most extreme form of this is drug addictions. Drug addicts will sell their soul in order to get their drug. And in the process of trying to get that incredible high, their lives are putrid beyond belief. They end up in prison. They may steal, they may get involved with prostitution, they hurt people. So in the process of seeking that super high, they get the super lows. It's the same way with manic depression or bipolar. Once the bipolar person likes that manic experience, they go after it. But what follows is the low. Now psychology, philosophy, and religions all come along and say, hey, we'll give you a formula that will work. It will get you to have lots of highs and very little lows, or at least someday you'll have just highs when you die, like in the case of some religions. But what they don't do is they don't give you peace. They can give you temporary cessations of disturbance, but mind in and of itself is disturbance. It's impossible to have peace of mind because mind is dualistic, mind is based upon good and bad, happiness and pain and because of that because it's seeking pleasure and shunning pain it suffers its natural state is one of disturbance because once there is a cessation of disturbance sooner or later disturbance is going to come because that's a state of mind it's in a constant state of flux even if peace of mind is arrived at sooner or later pain something is going to come along and disturb that peace of mind. We all know that. 
It doesn't work to find peace of mind in the mind. The mind can't find peace. So is it hopeless? Is there nothing we can do but just suffer while we're here? No, of course not. But to find peace, we have to seek it. Seek it so deeply, so earnestly, that we're willing to give up all our thoughts that are misconceived. All of them. We just don't hang on to them because we're told they're true or because we feel they're true. We only hang on to that which is permanently, everlasting true right here, right now. But what is that? Well, that which changes, of course, can't be the ultimate truth. But what doesn't change? What's consistent? What always is from the day we were born till now until the day we die? There's only one thing, and that's our awareness, our beingness, pure beingness, right here, right now. No concepts, no thoughts. It's stepping back beyond our thoughts and abiding in pure witnessing. Now what happens is, when we do that, is boundaries get lost. Because we can't distinguish between ourselves and everything else. The entire universe and ourselves become one. We just witness them. There isn't any more I and thou. We aren't a person. We're everything that is because we're aware of everything that is. And because we're aware of it, it is. That's the only thing for sure that we can be aware of. Pure beingness, pure witnessing, right here, right now. No past, no future, just right now. That's it. And when we abide in that awareness, what happens is there's peace. There's deep peace because we're not trying to hang on to certain things and pushing away others. We just witness what's happening. Of course, there'll be a response to pain and of course, there'll be a response to pleasure, but there won't be a grasping. Vast, elaborate stories won't be created. We won't be constantly pursuing or regularly fearing that which may or may not come true. We just flow with life and we find that our natural true state is one of peace. But it's not peace of mind. It's peace of pure beingness. Because we don't grasp, because we don't fear, we just witness life unfolding. And it's beautiful. But there aren't concepts it's more like a childlike awareness of newness, newness every day. Because we step beyond the mind, we find that our natural, true self is one of peace, a peace that truly passes all understanding. Let us be that. Be that. Abide in our true self our eternal self, our supreme self, who we are, who we've always been, who we always will be. Be that. Be. Thank you for joining me on this week's Enlightenment Podcast. 
If you'd like to continue to explore the world of enlightenment, please go to www.enlightenmentpodcast.com. That's enlightenmentpodcast.com. Until next time, just be. Be.